Hi, I'm Jill, and you've landed on the Grow Like a Mother podcast. This is a place where we lean into all things motherhood and personal growth. We talk about the good, bad, and ugly in a way that's real and relatable. Whether I'm interviewing guests or sharing my own wisdom and learnings, this is half an hour for you. Put this on in your car or on a walk, while you're doing chores, wherever it fits into your life and give yourself the gift of prioritizing yourself. You'll hear tips and tricks and tactics to help you get aligned with the version of you that doesn't just go by the name mom. You'll hear my methods of time ownership and goal achievement and learn how to master your mindset and tune into your intuition. These are the things that can create true transformation in how you navigate life and take you from feeling overwhelmed to in control. This is Motherhood Mixed with Woo. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Grow Like a Mother podcast. This episode has been a long time uh, coming. We have had conflicting schedules mostly on my end for many months, um, but I have Ulrika here with me today, all the way from Sweden, and I'm so excited to dive in. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jill. I'm also excited. Yes, as you said, uh, the universe has conspired, but now we are here. We are here. Yes. I would love if you could give us a little bit of background on um, your journey, whatever feels important to share today, but how you um, landed in this work that you do uh, in spirituality and healing and yoga and all of that sort of combined. Thank you. So I guess it's like with everybody else, you know, if you are a searcher and you are in a point in your life where you, you know, you truly have to do some changes. I was very, very depressed and uh, suicidal 2008. So that was like the turning point for me. I was I had eating disorders. My kids were really really small. I had severe sleeping disorders. I only slept 15 minutes per night. So my first book is actually about my recovery from mental illness and being suicidal to where I am today. So my journey has been very bumpy and very challenging and it's only now that I'm sitting here you know with you with everything that has been going on for the past like 15-20 years that I truly can say that that the challenges that I had and I believe we all have are disguised gifts because I came to a point where I was so depressed and with these severe sleeping disorders and being suicidal eating disorders, panic attack, you name it, you name it. I had so many weird stress-related symptoms, and I had it coming for a while. I just ignored the signs. I ignored the communication, and I just pushed myself over my limits over and over again. I didn't pay attention to my body. I was all up in my headspace. So uh, I truly believe that it's said in yoga that when you are ready, the teacher will show up. So it wasn't me who found yoga. It was yoga who found me. And I came to the point where I truly had to choose. Either I'm going to continue to live like I did, and then I will have perhaps a couple of months, and then I will be dead. 
or I will be, it will be necessary for me to do something else, to change my life. And I didn't know how, I didn't know, you know, what path to follow, but I ended up in yoga and yoga therapy. And I, from there, you know, my healing started slowly and gradually. And from there I was guided to, yeah, to where I am today, pretty much. That's an incredible story. And it just strikes me as so, as extreme as your situation was, so relatable for many moms, because we all push ourselves past where we know our limits are before asking for help or before identifying something's wrong. Um, And I think that there's such a tendency to live in our head rather than our body and ignore our, um, our intuition and get un uncentered um, that I think a lot of listeners are going to resonate in a small way with your, with your story, which is so powerful. I think that those are the best teachers that we can see a piece of ourselves in. Um, I know for me personally, I was, um, when my kids were very small, um, I had severe depression as well and anxiety through that. And, um, that was the catalyst for my personal growth journey and, um, sort of, foray into spirituality and all of all of the above into where I am now. So um, yeah, thank you for for sharing all of that. How old were your kids when you were sort of at the worst point? At the worst points, my youngest, she was about maybe six months. Yeah. And my son was two year and six months. So yeah. And it was really horrible because I also kept it all inside of me. I just, you know, told my husband at the time that I was very tired. I never told him that I, in my dreams, I woke up at two. I'm going to show it to you here, Jill, uh, even though that you as a listener can't see it. But uh, my first book called 2.47 a.m., The Journey Home to My Heart. And it's called 2.47 a.m. because I woke up every night at 2.47 a.m. for so many years after only 15 minutes of sleep and I woke up every night being murdered in my dreams I was slaughtered I was haunted I was tortured blood was splattering and I woke up every night at 2 47 a.m with panic in my in my heart my heart was pounding like crazy I had this stale taste of blood in my mouth and I was really disorientated didn't know where I was until I looked at the alarm clock and I saw it was 2.47 a.m. And then I knew I had only slept 15 minutes next to my husband. So he never knew about my nightmares. He never knew about how depleted and exhausted I was because obviously I was in this perception and this illusion that I needed to be a good mom, I needed to have a good body, I needed to be pretty, I needed to be successful, blah, 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 all these illusions that are actually programs, individual and collective programs in the collective consciousness, and that we have had as a race for thousands of years, and programs where we believe that we, you know, we are our actions, and we are our bodies, and we are our mindset, etc. But that's not the truth. The truth is that we are souls living in these physical bodies for this lifetime. And no wonder that there's so many of us that are so stressed and we are up in the headspace because I'm a yogi and 
in, in the yogic perspective, everything is stored within the body. Everything that we have encountered and experienced in this lifetime, everything that we have experienced and encountered in previous lifetimes. And then on top of that, you have your lineages from your mother and your lineages from your father. So there's, it is said that we are governed by 95% of unconscious programs. And these programs determines, you know, our health, our life quality, our relations with ourselves, with other, with money, et cetera, et cetera. So each and one of us, we are having these unconscious programs and they're stored in the body. And when we have a lot of unresolved emotions, we have a lot of stress, we have a lot of traumas, et cetera, the energy sort of ascends from the body because it's so painful. It is so painful and scary to be in the body with all these things that are stuffed, you know? So the energy is moving up in our headspace and we are disconnected. We're disconnected from our bodies. We're disconnected from our hearts. We're disconnected from who we are on a soul level. We're disconnected from each other and we're disconnected from this planet that we live upon. And if this wouldn't be the case, then there would be no wars. There would be no rapes. There would be no violence because each and one of us individually, we are carrying these memories where we have been perpetrators in previous lifetimes and victims, perpetrator and victims. We have all been that. And I was both a victim and a perpetrator in this lifetime. I was my own perpetrator, you know, how I considered myself, my perception of myself. So I, was, I wasn't out there, you know, doing horrible deeds to others, but indirectly I was because I treated myself as shit, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And this also is our karma, our individual and collective karma that is playing out in, in the global, you know, in the outer realms today. That's why we see all the mess because we are part of creating the mess by our energy that we are leaking from our unhealed wounds and our subconscious mind, which is 95% of, of our programming. So I guess the question then becomes, how do we stop leaking? How do we heal this energetic stuckness and all of the things that we have accumulated in our bodies? Like, Where do we even begin? First step, I guess, is acknowledging, right? That um, the soul and the body are different and that the body is so impacted by the subconscious programming. But once we can wrap our heads around that, and I know for some of the listeners, that's going to be their first, like, I can't even understand. But for someone like me, who's gone through a lot of this thought process already, um, where do we start to heal? How do we, how do we clear that karma? It's a very, very good question, Jill. Um, the way I see it is that you can do it on different approaches like I do karma clearings in the Akashic record so that for one is one way to clear out your karma your inner shit and to transform your inner shit as a fertilizer where you can grow from and be more aligned on who you are on the soul level so that is one thing that we can do karma clearing in the Akashic record because the Akashic record is like a google for the soul so everything that you have experienced and been through and everything that you could have been through and everything that you will go through is stored energetically in this enormous database 
called the Akashic Record. And we all have it. And so the Akashic Records as, as individuals are also connected as one giant, giant uh, Akashic library. So we can do karma clearings to clear out our karma and to connect with our dharma. Our dharma is our life mission, our purpose. So that's one way. And the other way, so I've been doing both. And the other way is to use your body as a tool. Because this body is just a temple for the soul, right? That means that the memory of who we are resides within us. It's not only above us or outside of us. So it's also within us, in ourselves. And a book that I wrote a couple of years ago that was mentioned as book of the year by its reader is called Holy Fuck in the Sacred Water, the secret connections to everything. So in ourselves, in our DNA, we contain a water, right? 75% of water. And water carries codes and memories. So within ourselves, within our DNA, we have remembrance of everything that we have been through. It's like the Akashic Record within us. But most of us are so polluted in our inner water by our mindsets, by how we live, you know, our stressful Western lives today, uh, all these traumas and unresolved emotions. So to answer the question, the other way would be to work through the body as a tool where everything is stored. Because if I have stored a lot of karma, a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, unconscious fears, I have programs of lack and scarcity, you know, uh, many people have scarcity of time or money or health or a combination. And these so if I have a lot of like fear stored within my body, I cannot only do vision boards or try to think my way out of it. I can't, you know, put it in a bubble and blow it away. That's what I call like a mental spirituality. And it's actually a spiritual bypass. So in order for us to connect with who we are, we need to move into our bodies. We need to as much as I want to ascend, I need to descend. As much as I want to expand, as much I need to go within. And to clear out this pollution of our inner water, the 70, 75% of our inner water, where also the unconscious programs are stored. So that's where I do yoga therapy and I can, you know, guide people into their bodies, into their heart to release a lot of stress and trauma and, and karmic stuff. So I would like to say that, you know, oh, there are so many quick fixes or shortcuts, but my own personal experience and the way when I've been working with clients all over the globe is that there are not quick fixes, you know? Yeah. As I said, first we have this life and then we have previous lifetimes and then we have everything stored from our mother, mothers and our father's lineage. So if I have a lot of fear stored within me, the best way I would describe to, to clear it out is this, you know, old cliche, face your fears. Meaning, first to, to become aware, as you said, Jill, because we cannot change, we cannot transform that that we are not even conscious of right so just to put 
the light of the consciousness to your traumas, to your stress, to your behaviors, to your patterns. That is the first way to become aware. And from there, you know, to have the courage, encourage you as a, from, from Canada, I don't know if you speak French, but mm -hmm. it comes from the word la coeur, mm -hmm. which means the heart. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage, Eike, coming from the heart to face your fears. But when you witness your fears, when you become aware of them, and you feel them, you sit with it, you don't, you know, force it, you don't do anything except for breathing and do a lot of release, allowing the fear or whatever emotion you have stored within your body come to its fullest and most authentic expression. That's how you clear out fears and grief, etc. to allow yourself to witness it, to see it, to embrace it, to accept it, to transform it so you can release it. I so it was a long answer, but... Uh... No, that's so great. I'm just, just sitting with this. I don't want this to end. I'm loving all of the wisdom that you're bringing. And I wonder if there's listeners who are feeling like there's something they need to fix or something they need to work on, but they can't identify... Is it a programming about time scarcity? Because, you know, in the Western world and as moms, we're busy, busy, busy. Is it um, something to do with their their karma or is it collectively something? They just don't know what it is, but they feel that there's something that they would like to work on. Can they come to you in that state and say, like, I just need to know where to start? Do they of need a starting point? Okay. Of course. So it doesn't matter your experience. It's about your intention and your willingness to explore. Mm -hmm. Because again, I wish I could say that you could just snap with your fingers and everything would be just gone. But also we are here as souls to evolve and to learn from our experiences. So if everything would just, you know, to, to snap your fingers and it would be gone, there would be no lessons. There would be no uh, experience that you could use in your life because once again we there's like often an inner conflict between the ego the the mind and also the soul the ego is here to keep us protected the ego is here for our survival right the ego wants us to stay put in our comfort zone even though our comfort zone is really horrible like my comfort zone was, or if I'm in a bad relationship, or if my health is bad. So the ego wants, it thinks that it does you a favor to keep you safe, to keep you in your comfort zone. But we all know that there's no growth in the comfort zone. That's why it calls the comfort zone. So the growth occurs outside the comfort zone. And that's the soul. The soul is nudging you, as you said, People might have a sense that, you know, I have all the money in the world. I have a beautiful family. I should be happy, but I'm not. I don't feel aligned. I don't feel myself. There's something missing. And for most people in our world today, it is the connection with spirits, the connection and the alignment to the soul that is missing. And we cannot, first of all, we are not problems that need to be fixed but we are souls to evolve and to experience so we can give from our inner well of wisdom to others and we can transmit this into the collective con consciousness. And secondly, again, many of us want quick fix. You know, we try this diet or we, 
we do this, we we avoid conflicts. There's so many programs that we have that keeps us small. But the soul is about to remember who we truly are, you know, that we are pixels from divine source. Each and one of us is a unique expression of divine source. And that means that we are the creators of our life. So even though that I was sick and depressed, I created that. Even though that I had, you know, a lot of traumas in my childhood, my soul is signed for it before it even came down into this lifetime, into this body. So my soul had like a roadmap for me, and we all do before we come down here. I want you to have this and this experience so you can grow if you choose to. It always have to be a free choice as we are free souls but most of us we cling we cling you know to our perception of our bodies to have the ideal weight to to have a lot of money in the bank account to have a beautiful kitchen so we renovate the kitchen even though it's you know it's perfectly fully working we renovate we are always trying to fix and we are always trying to fix things outside of us because we have this inner emptiness this inner hole and we try to fill our inner hole our inner emptiness with outer stuff yeah we do it's wild it's wild but when when you learn and if people are hearing this information for the first time it's it's so powerful but even for me hearing this information again when it is so deeply rooted as truth already like it just it's so powerful to remember you know, um, and I think it gives us a lot of permission to almost like let go or be okay with the work, right? As you said, it, it is the work. It's the work of our lifetime. And so ex having the hard experiences and being able to move through them and learn from them and have that expansion, that's what it's about, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I usually have this uh, metaphor, like, like we have this garden, we have this garden, but the garden is full of weeds, right? So it's full of weeds. So even though that I want to plant some new seeds or new veggies or whatever, the garden is full of weed. So I, there's no room, there's no space for the new plants, the new seeds. So first, I really need to pull up the weeds with the roots. I need to pull up the weeds with the roots, like my karma, my trauma, my frozen emotions, unresolved, etc. So I need to pull them up with the roots. And then I create this space. And from this new space, then I can plant new seeds so I can thrive and become the better and the best version of myself every day. So, and, and this, you know, this releasing of, of the karma and, pulling up the weeds with the roots it can only happen when we are relaxed when we are running around in the hamster wheel we live in the matrix we are busy 24 7 with a lot of information coming from cell phones from computers from commercials from mass media etc etc so all these information needs you know our bodies are the filters so all this information is coming through our bodies and then our subconscious mind determines, okay, so this, okay, I just put it down here in the subconscious mind and, and I'm only aware of these 5% here, you know, on the tip of the iceberg. But the load of information we get today, it is overwhelming 
our bodies, our physical bodies are not built for this kind of information. In one day, today, we get as much information as we did for 10 years ago in eight weeks. And then this means, again, that there's so much stress, so much activities in your inner organs that is filtering all this information, this input that is coming through. So our adrenals, you know, are tired and sad. Our inner organs are working full time. Uh, and the, you know, the toxics is accumulating because there is no release. There's no release. We are moving, moving, always being busy, 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 always striving towards the next project or a higher salary or a better body. And I just become tired just of hearing myself talking with this energy. And this is how we live our lives. Yeah. I suffered from adrenal burnout big time and I, I healed that last year in and around this time, but it was so, it wasn't anything I even knew about. I didn't recognize that my nervous system was completely like shut down. I had no idea. And so that's why I love having these conversations and just digging into um, little pieces and they're not little pieces of wisdom, but like interesting perspectives that I didn't know about before. Like I'm all about digging for those, um, those aha, like, oh, of course, of course, this is it. And then I follow the rabbit hole and like, but this is just so, I can't wait to, to talk to you again. I, I would love to have you back on the pod another time. Um, I would love to do an Akashic reading with you. There's so many things, but I know that the listeners will too. <laughs> so um, where can someone connect with you? Um, if they want to book a session or if they want to follow along with what you're doing, get the books. How can my listeners connect with you? Thank you, Jill. So my website is www.ulliskarlsson.com. So it's ulliskarlsson.com. And I am on Facebook and Instagram as Ulrika, U-L-R-I-K-A. Ulis, that is my um, nickname, U-L-L-I-S, and then K-A-R-L-S-S-O-N. And so I would love to be back on and talk, Jill, because it's like, you know, layers and layers and layers that we can unfold. And also, I just want to add that when we are stressed, we are, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system is not accessible because we are always in the sympathetic nervous system. So the first uh, parameter is to relax, because when I relax, then I can pull out the weeds with the roots, and then I create this beautiful space where I can plant what I want. So I do hormone yoga for adrenals and for yoni and for uh, thyroid, because we have a lot of symptoms in our bodies maybe coming from the thyroid but the root cause is somewhere else so i do uh, hormone yoga or karma clearings and you find me on my website as i just mentioned amazing i'm just writing this down as i go because <laughs> there's so much there's so much good stuff here um again thank you so much for being on here for the listeners i'll make sure that all of the links to socials and websites um are in the show notes and um, the books are available on Amazon. So is that correct? Yes, they are. Or they can actually, if you want the books, please connect with me because uh, Amazon ex is actually keeping the money. So oh, God, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> 
So please connect with me and then I'll send you the books uh, wherever, wherever you are. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I mean, we'll definitely reschedule another time for you to come on. Um, so thank you for your time for everyone listening. I hope that you got as much out of this episode as I did. And I would love uh, to hear what your favorite parts were, what your aha moments were and uh, what you want to hear more of. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Grow Like a Mother podcast this week. You can find more great tips, motivation, inspiration, and community on Instagram and Facebook at Grow Like a Mother on both platforms. And if you enjoyed today's show and wish that you had found it sooner, I invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. Doing so really helps promote the show to other moms just like you who want to grow and level up in their lives. And if you want to stay connected by email, I invite you to sign up for the email list by visiting the website, which is www.livingwithheart.ca, or diving into the free five-part video series that I recorded just for you. You can find all of the links and the details in the show notes. Until next week, keep on growing like a mother.